Yeah. Yeah. No whiskey tonight, but we got beers, so we can do our tinky tinks with the with the beer. So, cheers, boys. Cheers. cheers. Here we are, and we're back. Well, yeah. The next week, this week on the saloon scuffle, more bullshit. I mean, so. it is kind of what we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we got another comic tonight, though. So that's it. Might be funny. It might not be. We'll see. I mean, that's kind of how we wing it anyways. Like, we think we're funny. If nobody else does, we're fucking wrong. So, uh, I mean, if you want to introduce yourself, then we just roll into it like we're sitting at the bar drinking. Hey, I'm Ryan LaPointe. See you there? <laughs> see? There we go. Stand-up comic. American hero. I, mean, I don't know. It always <laughs> sounds fun to say that. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this is it. This is the same thing that Matt did yeah. last week. Yeah, just yeah different room of the house oh you guys weren't in the same room at all no we no. we actually set up a studio in okay the back room back there i thought it looked a lot more red <laughs> when i was watching <laughs> it on his live yeah i was like ah maybe i'm just fucking having seizures or some shit <laughs> no no that was actually yeah, the I mean, studio. why can't it be both but it's good in here it's nice man this is the third podcast i've done ever yeah yeah so hell yeah good on you Looks good in here. I would say it's probably one of the cooler venues. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've seen a lot of podcast venues, and I'm like, God damn, the inside of that place is boring. Do the last guy used mattresses as his sound barrier kind of thing, so he wow. just like, hold on, I'm going to pull this come stand on mattress over here. <laughs> and you can see all the stains, so I, it's whatever. I don't have any room to talk, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, white mattresses are good because they cover that up, but if you're dirty when you go to sleep, oh yeah, once that sheet comes off, you know. Yeah, you know, and, I, and we're all guilty of it. Every fucking person on the planet's guilty of it. I can't tell you how many times, especially whenever I was single before my kids come home from working on cars and shit all day. I'm like, fuck <laughs> this! I ain't doing shit for the rest of the night. Let's fucking throw everything off, wash my hands, and go to bed. And it's like, mm. and the next day, like, hey, I probably should have done that. But yep, that's yeah, whatever. It's too late now. I took a trip down to uh, the Red River with my father-in-law recently, mm-hmm. and uh, we were down there hunting for pigs, and I forgot all about chiggers. I had the chiggers <laughs> with me, but I didn't apply it. And then when I got back, you know, we get home and I just throw my clothes inside, not even thinking they're, like, infested with those fuckers and my whole family gets them. <laughs> Damn. Still dealing with it right now to this day. Nice. Yeah, there were times coming off shift, Goodyear as a maintenance tech. You know, even doing just a 12-hour shift, and there's some 14-hour shifts, that doesn't leave time. I mean, like, even people say, yeah, I still showered. Well, what would you get, only three hours of sleep instead of five? Yeah. And in between shifts, I'd come home and she'd throw some food down my face and I'd just plop right over into bed. She's like, are you going to shower? No. All right, I'll watch the cheats tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> it's my short shift. I'll shower whenever I'm, when I got a break. Yeah. Right. It'll be fine. I'll be all right. So. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think, you know, JP being a plumber, that's that's one job that I would definitely shower Most definitely. every time I got yeah. home from work. I think I'd have an outside shower built. Yeah, yeah the closest thing to not showering is... I used to keep a thing of dish soap and some rags right there by the garden hose. Yeah. Get home on those days where it's like, well, one, I'm too nasty to fucking go in the house. But when I get in, in the house, there, right. I'm not going to take a shower. Right. I just strip down right there in my backyard. Best I could. <laughs> not going to be the first thing on my mind when I first get in the house. Yeah. I'm guessing like every single job you do. Like, you have no gag reflex anymore, right? Like, 
No. Everything is disgusting, regardless of what you're doing. Once you pull no. a pipe out, there's fucking horrible smells and most likely bodily fluids. <laughs> the worst thing by far is grease. Grease. Yeah. Yeah. Grease is the worst. I've, yeah. I've done some plumbing, and grease is actually worse than bodily fluids. I constantly tell my wife, I'm like, why are you pouring that goddamn bacon grease down that motherfucker? You- oh, shit, that's a waste on top of everything oh, else. Shit. I mean, you gotta save Cook bacon grease. Right? Yeah. That's cooking Cooking oil. But vegetable oil does the same thing. It also goes rancid in the pipes, and then you add all that other stuff to it. It catches things, will congeal in the pipes. I mean, oh. Yeah. Just thinking about it gets me the willies, man. Oh. No, that's, that's even, like, we're, we're pretty good about, about that at my house. We try not to do put it, it down there, but even still... Once a month, once every other month, I'll just boil a big ass fucking pot of water and dump it down the drain just to help melt it all and fucking get it going on through the pipage. I uh, I go out back and throw it all on the cottonwood out there and just let my dogs go at the phone fire. That's all I do. See, and I uh, we keep the cheapest bags, large bags of flour I could possibly find. Oh, yeah. The cheapest, like you wouldn't even bake with it, kind of flour. And I add flour to it, mix it into a solid, and then throw it away in the trash. Is what I do with it. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> god damn. Well, when I was a carpenter, I used to save sawdust for that. Yeah. Because most of my tools had the little bags, and I would just save it in a bigger bag, and I'd use the sawdust on oil. And you could do motor oil with it, throw it away naturally, as long as it's in the sawdust. Um, all kinds of things you can use for sawdust like that. Yeah. But not anymore. It's yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, well, when I was uh, younger, I would just kind of, you know, collect it in the bottle that had mm-hmm. the new stuff and then just throw it right in the fucking trash not yeah. caring yeah a lot of people do that there's yeah. nothing wrong with that either I mean generally that's what we had fucking mason jars full of just fucking bacon grease and shit growing up as a yeah. kid it's like what's in that door or what's in that cabinet don't worry about that that's, that's all cooking grease. oil right there right that's bacon grease and we I've got a jar of bacon grease right now one, yeah. one on the counter and one in the fridge do you ever no. use lube lose it for your lube no no you ever try it well, never don't need it okay <laughs> I'm good enough at what I do that I don't need to use bacon grease. That's what he says. Might bring two worlds together that you never thought could <laughs> you could imagine. <laughs> Squee like a piggy. I don't know if that'd cause any sort of uh, you know inflammation or whatever down there. I feel like it's a good way to get like a UTI or something. Yeah, least. probably. <laughs> yeah. If nothing else, it's a whole new flavor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Can't especially depending on who you're with. Like if it's a new person and. That's your go-to. You could be getting a whole lot of flavors you don't want mixing together. <laughs> <Yeah. That's... laughs> oh, fish and bacon. Yeah. <laughs> like she could be making bread too. You don't want to get a whole fucking sandwich down there. That God damn. We're not. <laughs> uh, we're getting into this early already. You solve some world out? hunger with that shit. If you haven't been offended, <laughs> yeah, you will be. Yeah. I don't know why people say I'm offensive. I just have a little bit of dark humor. And I say some off things, I know. Well, and it's reality. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, it's funny, because every time I go to a show, everyone's like, are you going to do the school shooter dad joke? <laughs> every single time. That's my favorite one. And my, my wife was talking shit on it the other night. She's like, you know, not that many people laughed when they, when they heard that, compared to all the other ones. And then my buddy just messaged me, like, bro, that joke was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, there, there it is. Right, hey, there you go. That's, okay. one of my, that's one of my favorite jokes of the of the sets that and you know fucking with your father and all that was funny to me because i've got shitty humor too so yeah <laughs> like mm. he, he's a good sport he loves it all when i i've all those jokes i've said to him but prior to and right. everything i figured yeah. as much and so. that's that's the good thing about a good joke is you should be able to say it to the person like the father-in-law jokes you should yeah. be able to say to your father-in-law yeah well you weren't there so his father-in-law's dying of cancer 
Uh-huh. So it was all jokes about that. But they were funny. <laughs> like the. Um, so the the first one I started off with was it was a true story too. Uh, you know, I I couldn't find comedy in Lawton. It was like I was up in the Northeast doing comedy before, mm-hmm. and then when I moved out here. Um, I took like a year and a half off because I had to do a position that was very demanding of me. And then when I like kind of started getting back into it all, I I was looking for a place to open my own spot because I just couldn't find anybody that was doing it. I was going around in different places like Bobaloo's and shit. And right. Like, hey, wow. Hey, can, yeah, you know. <laughs> Walking to Bobaloo. Seeing if anybody needed a, a wanted to do open mics or everything. There's other ones too. And uh, everyone's like, nope, 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 nope. So I was like, fuck it. And I was about to just figure out what was going on in OKC. And then I saw Andrew's place for, uh, you know, Comedy Avenue. Yeah. Had his first open mic. I signed up for it, went over, had a great time, and then uh, started getting more and more into it and everything. But before that all happened, I was just about to open up my own place. And I legit asked my father-in-law the day after I found out he had terminal cancer. uh, I was like, hey, man, how would you feel about this name? It's kind of like a Cheech and Chong riff, but Dave's not here, man, because that's his name. Mm-hmm. He lost it. He loved it, you know. <laughs> but I also heard another name that I couldn't just term in between the two. I also wasn't sure. Uh, I kind of want to do Club Baby Seals. There so. we go. Yeah, I like that one. I like Credit that Dave's one. not here when it's funny, but yeah, you know, you have to be because that. I like that. That one. joke is eventually going to go away where nobody's going to know what the fuck it is except oh, for yeah, yeah. a few. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most millennials have no idea who Cheech and Chong is. Yeah. <laughs> Or clubbing baby seals, for hmm. that matter. Is that even a thing anymore? I mean, I'm sure. Is that it a is. job it's still up in Canada or wherever else they're doing it? I mean, you're French Canadian. You should know better than us. Ah, uh, I stayed on this side of the border. You know, once we broke away from the old country, <laughs> we said <laughs> the old country. So that sounds like it probably has clubbed yeah, right? you. <laughs> oh my god, it's on fire! I have one. Uh, can I look at my the yeah that one? Is that is that the old one? Yeah. Oh, this will be a. We're gonna see how well this tastes. Anybody else? This got left Mountain in Mountain Dew Hearts. I think I've had one of those. These before. are good, but this one uh, we did in the EDM Medellin. show yeah. where we covered it. I think you probably, I think you may have liked one of the videos that we did. This was in the cooler yeah. that stayed in my car for days. But luckily it didn't explode good. and it's in a can and it was covered. And I'm stuff, pretty sure so. Mountain Dew products can last through anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be around when the zombies are roaming. I mean, it's still got a good <laughs> crack to it. So I can't wait. Uh, I'll. I'll say, uh, I don't know if you've seen this one zombie Wait, show. I recently started watching it. Black oh, okay. Summer, if you haven't seen it. That's a great zombie show. Is it? I, I uh, just recently saw it, and then I was like blown away by it. Amazing, amazing zombie show. Like, not Walking Dead. Back in the fridge for right now. Fucking yeah. bullshit where they're all talking to each other and arguing over shit. Just like, it. there are a few main characters, but it, this show doesn't give a shit. It'll kill them all off. Right. And it's fucking just those are, I like off. those shows. Yeah. Those are like doesn't care. You got main characters like because you know somebody's gonna get attached to it. And it's like yeah, fuck that. And guy. it's like they they run fast. Um, everyone who dies turns Looks into like a zombie. World War Z type you know, right? very World yeah. War Z. Nice. Like, those those zombies were fast for zombies. And yeah. um, it, it's it's funny. It's like a mix of Twenty Eight Days Later and um, I guess kind of like The Walking Dead in a way. But there's no like real drama to it all. Yeah. There's a little bit of it where they're just talking, but um, it gets more it's into like survival. And it's it's all like different time frames because it tells different stories throughout it all so like you start to be like oh this is before that happened and all that kind of shit okay I've seen a couple episodes of yeah. it I just was watching so much other shit I was like same can't start this now because then I'm right. going to forget where I was at on this so random subject change because it, it dawned on me earlier when you asked about how long we've been doing it and told you you know we're only right about 60 days in 
That's well, a good show, by the way. Say again. <laughs> That's also a good show. Right. <laughs> so, we look. We have an awkward small following in like Belgium and places around, like literally around the world. And so I was looking at the analytics today, and it shows a map. I didn't realize you could zoom in on the map. Mm-hmm. I think in other countries we might either have a very big homeless following or we're starting a cult <laughs> that we didn't know about because it shows you where it's downloaded from. And if you okay. zoom in on the on the population area, it's all like under overpasses or like out in woods and shit. Yeah. So either a lot of homeless people like listening to us or we're starting a fucking cult. Honestly, <laughs> I'm hoping it's option B. Get yeah. it to be our own branch. I mean, that you. is a wonderful tax break right there. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> that would be legit as fuck. Well, I think we did talk about starting a religion at one point. We did. You know, here. more than likely, whether we were on there or not. Yeah. But I was looking at that today. I was like, mm, that's funny. I'm <coughs> glad I zoomed in on this because there is literally the, the biggest populated area of downloads in Belgium Yeah. is right underneath an overpass where the highway splits. Like, <laughs> okay. Sounds like 10 city. Right, probably. If there's any place, I guess that would be easy to start a cult. Belgium would be my first thought. Right, I would think so. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Wait, well, they're not doing legal. much else there. Have Belgium. you seen the the cult um, of people in Italy that they've made like a, a thing in a mountain? They were like digging a tunnel and it turned into this giant temple, and like mm-hmm. all these pit. Yeah, they're like into the more. I don't want to say spirit science, but they're into that stuff where like crystals and like they can if you're wearing this helmet of crystals you can do this shit where you can see your past lives you know they're into that kind of shit um there's people who go into this temple though back in the 70s the police were like where is this temple at we know there's you know, we know you dug into this mountain and they refused to show it to him because they had a secret entrance so the police threatened to blow it up and then they were like okay we'll show it to you fine, once they fine, showed it to fine. him they were like okay you can keep the temple but how like have, wait how are they gonna blow it up if they can't find it like, they were just going to blow the whole mountain. Just the whole fucking mountain. Fuck that mountain. We don't they're, need it. They're going to mount Vesuvius that fucking Right? Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, no, they went in there, and, like, the camera crews have been in there. It's a fucking amazing-looking temple. That's cool. But huh. some of the murals, it's funny, because dudes are wearing, like, polo T-shirts and shit, because it's so recent. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You know? It's done like the Mayans and the Aztecs, yeah. only it's modern. <laughs> we're going to have to fucking get real good at Google Earth, that, where yeah. you can fucking see shit under stuff. I'm going to go to all the places where it's we've got a high population of downloads. Yeah. See if they've like looked us up online and there's just pictures of us just on an overpass underneath there, spray painted and graffiti or some shit. Yeah. Got like 12 guys sitting in their cars on their lunch break under the underpass. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. If we start a cult because of this, I'm 100% okay with it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Like, just, fuck yeah. We need our percentage the off. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I mean, I guess, kind of. Maybe. Yeah. Get it going. He would have to be the father, though, because he's the oldest. I'm the oldest. It it seems like you could literally start a fucking cult based off of anything. You saw what Ron or L. Ron Hubbard did with Scientology. (laughs) Don't sue me, Scientology. But, um, I mean, you can fucking make a cult out of anything, it seems like, nowadays. People are just dumb enough to make them believe you or or fake follow you because they're just that, I don't know, bored or pussy. I mean, and there's a lot of people that (laughs) will follow stuff just to see how dumb it gets and they don't realize it. That just helps everything. Yeah. Like, I hope that there's a lot of people that follow this that think it's stupid, then they share it. It's like, man, listen, these fucking idiots. And then their friends are idiots. They're like, fuck you talking about. We like these guys. Hell yeah. Like, that's the goal. I think that's everybody's goal when it comes to social media and stuff like that. If you're trying to make any kind of, you know, impact on anything, really. Idiots do have a tendency to flock together. 
I'm just waiting until we fucking hit the right nerve with the trolls and bam, there it goes. And then it's going to explode. I mean, we are yeah. just going to blow the fuck up. Oh, then it's gonna, then they are going to be funny because that's one thing we're all very good at. There may be days that we can't fucking think of anything to talk about that we haven't already told each other 9,000 fucking times. Yeah. But when it comes to talking shit, we're all real good at it. <laughs> do you just do podcasts usually with yourself, no guests? Or yeah, do we do. Always, yeah, yeah we, we do it with just us. That's what last week was, was... Just yeah. us. We got yeah. everything set Shooting up out shit, here. Randomly talking about shit. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell the the amount of alcohol that's been consumed as the show goes on. <laughs> we all it. we all speak pretty good, just in general. Like we yeah. we don't slur for our Oklahoma much. guys. Yeah, you totally do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but you can tell because the we stop giving a shit that we're recording yep. and we start just talking more like yeah you know because we're not monetized yet. We'd rather not shoot ourselves in the foot before it happens. But I guess if it does, we can always just pull those episodes down. Yeah. So, but yeah, we get we get a little louder, a little less tame. Yeah, you'll see. A little less give a shit. It's just beer. So just I having mean, fun. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, we were able to snag some more, so we've got at least thirty other beers in there. Oh, awesome! So we've got some. We've got twenty or twenty-five or thirty Budweiser in there. And I've got at least that one and another one of those, plus what you brought. I think you've yeah. got a fucking Mountain yeah. Dew in there, too. I brought one of those. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I mean, I would add some whiskey. I normally don't drink hard liquor anymore because mm. I'm a piece of shit. And um, We'll drink whatever. We'll drink the hard liquor you bring. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> I read it out. Terry alcoholism is a pretty fun thing, you yeah. know. Um, it runs in my family as well. I it's just been I was army, so it's like increased there. You know, it's like I was super saying right. at that point. I mean, I guess alcoholism is better than the whatever you're talking about in your skit with the, the penguin arms, where they only let. Oh my here. god, Taysacks! You want to hear this story? <laughs> sure, why not? It's a true fucking story. So, so a bunch of times I went to the doctor. They always scared the fuck out of us with all these stupid things. One time, my son, they were like, he does have he has no soft spots. He's going to get this fucking condition where his eyes bulge out of his goddamn head and he's got to have fucking cranial surgery and shit. So they always scare you no matter what. Yeah. But they were like, I went to the geneticist with my wife while she was pregnant and they're like listening to me and then they go, I say French Canadian and they're like, hey, we got to stop you right there. There's this serious condition. It happens to only French Canadian kids and Jewish kids. And we're like, <laughs> damn. oh my God, like what the fuck is it? And then they're like, Okay, it, it's a mutation disease where these kids come out. It's called Tay-Sachs. And they have little flipper arms and flipper legs, like cute little penguins. <laughs> but they don't live very long. And it's right. a horrible thing for them. They're in pain and all this and that. And in this, like, weird, you know, moment where it's scary, my wife looks over at the doctor and goes, but he's not going to turn Jewish, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking that, you know, like in, in my head, if, if I'd been told that in my head, my one of my first things would have been like, Is Batman going to show up on my doorstep? <laughs> See, at that, so at that point, like, and it sounds really shitty, but luckily we're all kind of same style of dark humor. Do you get attached to the kid at that point, or do you just treat it like a pet? Toss it in the river, oh. see, see if he flippers. Man. Like, <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> You said See if they those don't. flippers work, maybe he's like it's legit and they like actually get legit. better. Maybe you just start, I got a fucking in and sliding off. You know, and, I got a new yeah. Olympic goddamn <laughs> champion. And if, if you don't flip, then you just Darwin him. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I've never had that. Besides, you know, the miscarriages. Right. Um, my 
ex had a bunch of miscarriages, and I was almost to the point where I could have like summoned a demon from enough of them. But um, <laughs> you know, I've never been to that point where if, if the kid came out and like they were all fucked up, I had to make a choice, being like, "Well, right, it's like, should we I keep love him you. in the kennel or should we keep right. him in the bed?" Right, it's like I love you. That way, make you slide down the hall. That way, yeah. you have a lot right. of fun for that. I mean, I would have like made it entertaining. Yeah, we would have definitely had that kind of life. It would have been like Mr. Popper's penguins in that house. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. But like, I don't know if that if that would have happened. It, probably just like through the dumpster. And I'm just prom <laughs> <laughs> night dumpster baby. I was fucking same. It would just been roll with the dice. Head. Roll with the dice. Deal with it. You know, it's only a couple of years. It'll be dead soon. And then once that happens. Maybe we'll try for another one. Right. Um, unfortunately, I, I mean, not unfortunately, I just had my vasectomy, so I was like, don't fuck around, lady. Like, this right. is our only one here. Like, right. if now she got a tubal, I got a vasectomy, we doubled down, didn't want any more fucking kids. And, uh, fuck yeah, these kids. I was like, that's, I said that at the Red Dirt Reloaded, too. <laughs> yeah. I brought my kids to the Red Dirt Reloaded competition, and all these people are like, I can't do comedy in front of kids. So I went up there and I was like, fuck those kids, even though I brought the kids. Right. <laughs> If, as a parent, you haven't said fuck them kids at least once, right. your kids are probably shitbags and you're a terrible parent. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You're a really, <laughs> right. really bad parent. Like I say it almost daily. It's like, God damn it. Man, fuck this kid. i got to go take a shit for 30 minutes. Leave me the fuck alone. Right? <laughs> oh, man. That's the only place shit I get peace so and I don't good. even get peace there. I get knocks on the door and then opening the fucking door handle. I got yeah. fucked up door handles, so you can't do it very well. But Mine will unlock the fucking door. Because it's just the standard interior lock that you can unlock with a penny. Yep. Well, I used to I keep a the butter knife one, up yeah. in the up in my little I got a little nook where I keep the vacuum cleaners and shit. That way I can just clean shit out of the vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Well, he figured out I can grab that and just bam. Fuck what, man? <laughs> the fuck you want? Is it shower time yet? Go away. Or or kids always have to take a shit as soon as you sit down to take a shit. Mm. You notice that? Like you can go, you could be out for ten and a half hours. Don't have to go to the um, bathroom once. You get home, sit down, take a shit. I'm like, Dad, I gotta go poop. Because my father has the cloth, or my father-in-law has the colostomy. Like, you gotta plan it all out throughout the day because he's gotta dump that bag, and it's it's like concentrated, you know. Mm. And that little, and there's no fucking air vent in there. It's just that heater that they put right. in those fucking bathrooms. Right, I don't yeah. know why they do that out here. Oh, either, yeah, but uh. It's fucking miserable. I gotta light candles and shit all the time in there and wait like an hour before that's fucking cleared out. <laughs> so bad. Just build his own little outhouse outside. That's what I should do. There you go. Just a dumping tray. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get him his own uh, uh, porta johnny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> just run some water out there so we can just turn it on while he's flushing the toilet. It'll make it feel like good old days. It's fun. I always talk about a stuma, you know, the hole in his fucking yeah. stomach, and, and I'm just like, what does it feel like? Let me <laughs> see how many fingers I can. Right. If you're gay, can you fuck it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me poke that. I think he could. I don't know how much enjoyment he it's got. Like the new asshole, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. He's lucky because when he eats spicy food now, he only burns going down, <laughs> burn coming out. Oh wow! Well, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of spice in the food now. <laughs> I couldn't eat this when I was younger, but I can now because I don't got to worry about word burning my asshole. It's his own fault. I mean, he got cancer, and he admits it to it. He just, his whole life, fucking prime rib, medium rare, or rare, you know? Rare, rare, everything rare, all the time. And we were like, Dave, like, even when he, he's had it three times now. This is the first Jesus. time he moved in with us, and we were trying to treat him, and then he, he got better. He quit smoking, but then he went back all to it, and then he got it again. Had the rest of his rectum removed damn near killed him <laughs> and then uh 
on his third time, they were just like, his, it was sad. And uh, his fiance died this year. They were about to get married. They were actually going to get married a few weeks ago. She had like a crazy thing that was going on forever. And then like it ruptured inside of her, bled out. So we were like, we heard the next day after a funeral, he has terminal cancer. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to come get you. Like her two kids were living with him and their father was taking custody of them. So like, I'm right. like, he was about to get kicked out of his apartment too by the landlord. So I was like, you have no place to go. Just move in with us. And yeah. I flew home. Brought him out here with all his shit, and most of his shit's still in a fucking storage unit, and the rest of it's all in my little 1,100 square foot house. It won't, won't be too much longer, and you'll have yeah, to you know, and start right. getting rid of shit. And I mean. then it's my shit. <laughs> right. It's your shit to deal with. You never know, but, you can find something super cool in there that's worth a ton of money that nobody knows about. Who I, knows? uh, <sighs> there's a lot of things crossed. in there, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a shitty, shitty run of events. Yeah. Especially the next day, just got done at a funeral for your fiance, yep. and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, um, you're going to be seeing her again soon. He was spending so much money on her treatments and getting looked at that, that he, he didn't buy to do himself to her scans, yeah. and then finally when he had the money to do it, they scanned him, and they're like, this shit's all throughout your body now. <laughs> so he's taking these pills. Yeah, there's nothing they can He's do doing everything that. he can, but he's taking these one pills, and he thinks that's what's doing it for him, called, uh, all I can think of is wild turkey for fucking booze, but it's something turkey Turkey mushrooms. Turkey mushroom pills. Mm-hmm. They're apparently supposed to, like, reduce cancer cells. He does the... Whatever the fuck Joe well, Rogan talked about forever. Mushrooms have been, we've had mushrooms, mushroom conversations. And not not psychedelic. Episode. Not psychedelic. Yeah, but yeah. mushrooms of some sort or another. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we're going to turn into is just a so, mushroom podcast. I can't wait to fucking retire and take those fucking <laughs> That's all I know. You know? Uh, there's a lot of guys down in Texas right now, um, former you know veteran community, a lot of special operations. They're working with Dan Crenshaw. They're all trying to legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah, just yeah. So we, veterans we, uh, talked, we have actually touched on that. So. I mean, I'm all for them and that, and it sucks being in the service and not being able to do something like that that could completely clear your PTSD issues. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's shown great stuff for like TBIs and stuff like that. <laughs> um, it's just I don't know if I had that because when I was in Iraq I had a bunch of bombs blow up in my face but no one ever told me what a TBI was and then years later when I came here they're like did you ever get a TBI test and I was like I have no clue what you're talking about the right. foot? Yeah. Like, oh shit what is that? you should have had these tests done after your bombs blew up in your fucking face well yeah so, but TBIs haven't been a haven't been really a big thing except for the last five six years that they've right. really come into People knowing about them and, yep. and doing all that. Right well, when I was in Afghanistan in uh, 2013, that's when uh, it's a funny story. What happened? Um, we went out, and a guy who was with us as we went out, our mortarman platoon sergeant. We were about to leave the area we're at, and then he's we're getting shot at. He's shooting his mortar fucking thing. I don't know what size it was, whatever size he carried around with him, and he's shooting him at. But he's looking up to see where the splash was for the mortar hitting. And I'm like, I can't see anybody shoot at me. It's Afghanistan. They're like predator, bro. Right. Like they yeah. can't. You can't see them at yeah, all. You can't see them at all. They just hide out in the bushes. And uh, he keeps doing that. And then he almost gets shot. And I'm like, you're fucking playing with fire, bro. And then I go like to crawl around and regain a new position to just see if anybody's shooting or where the fuck it's coming from. And right as I climb around and do that, I hear someone scream. So I go back down, break my cover, run back to that area where I see a bunch of people gathered around. And they're all treating him. He got shot in the leg, high thigh. And I was like, fuck. And my platoon sergeant was on another hilltop 500 meters away with my medic. The only people I was with was a couple soldiers, my radio men, the platoon, or the platoon leader, you know, the lieutenant. Yeah. 
And then another squad leader, he was a sergeant, I was a staff sergeant, and a couple more dudes. So I see what happened, and then like the Mortarman people. I see what happened, I'm like, fuck. And there's my squad leader friend, and his one of his cronies, the platoon, the platoon sergeant's cronies sitting right there, and I'm like, here, I'm pulling out all these medical things out of my pockets, I'm like, here, take this shit, and just fucking help him out with whatever right. he needs. I didn't right. know if it was in the femoral artery or not, it was. So they put on a tourniquet, and then I run over to a guy, get his backboard to like unroll it all and everything, and then run back over with it. And we're still in a firefight. People are still shooting off the top of this mountain down into these whole fucking farmlands all around us from the north, the west, and the south. And uh, right as I run back, I see the guy didn't do shit with the fucking medical shit. And I'm like, get the fuck out of the way. He was like a little bit in shell shock, just a younger soldier, you know. So I start helping him out, and he's still bleeding. So we put on another tourniquet. He's still fucking bleeding, and we're, like, tightened all the way you could possibly get. Put on another tourniquet. Finally, he's, like, we're getting his gear off him, and then right as we're, like, kind of getting everything off of him, my platoon leader runs over, and he goes, hey, what happened? And right as he does that, <laughs> a fucking Afghani army or police officer fires an RPG, aimed down the mountain, and this lieutenant's right behind him. And if you don't know about backblast area, mm-hmm. is, it's, like, the gas that goes off from a rocket yeah, yeah. can fuck you up. He was directly behind it. I'll, I'm like sitting there on my knees, like helping this guy, and then all of a sudden the rocks lift off the ground and drop. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I thought bombs were being dropped on us, mortars. Mm-hmm. And then I look over and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, they're dropping bombs on us. And I look over and I see my soldiers, and they're like, no, this asshole fired an RPG. <laughs> my platoon leader's rolling on the ground. So now, because my platoon sergeant's not there, I'm like, well, I guess I'm the next guy in charge. Damn it. I get my platoon leader, who's all hodored up at the moment, and I'm like, hodor, fucking help me carry his ass. So we had to like hold it up. It was weird. We had to go over these cliffs, down the hill, and then there's like a trail from the cliffs that go up over the hill again, and then back down the other side where our trucks all were. Yeah. So I call my truck, have it drive up the fucking hill, meet them over there after carrying this dude over there, fucking bring his ass all the way down to a helicopter landing zone. You know he's dying. Fucking as we're like driving him out, he's like passing out. We we had to put another tourniquet on him, a fourth tourniquet, Jesus. in the fucking Humvee. <clears throat> Or it wasn't a Humvee, it was a, another vehicle, newer than those. Um, and then, you know, I set up a helicopter landing zone. We get in the helicopter. They drive him out of there and fucking, or fly him out of there. And he died twice in the operati- operating table, but they brought him back to life. Couldn't believe anybody ever did anything to him that was non-medical personnel. Later, they wanted to, like, give out the awards. And they're coming to me, and they're like, who deserves it? <laughs> Because they saw me do majority of all this shit. And I'm like, well, the dude who got the first tourniquet on there, the other squad leader, he deserves it. Right. He got the first tourniquet. That saved his life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're all doing, like, the sworn statements and shit. And this dude fucking, on his sworn statement, he's, like, disagreeing with everybody. He's like, no, it didn't go down that way. He's like, he's trying to, like, build him himself up more for it all. Mm, so, like... Yeah. He didn't know that, like, they came to me and they're like, who deserves it? And I said it was him for the fucking... It would have been a, um, a silver star that was being given out. Because yeah. our battalion commander's like, someone deserves a silver star. Everyone else, bronze stars. And I'm, like, telling them, him, give it to him. But he's changing his story to make blow up everything he did. And it's not matching up with everybody else's. And I'm like, bro, if your shit doesn't match up with ours, they're not going to give out anything. And right. he's like, I'm not changing my story. I'm like, whatever. Someone got shit but these coins being like, good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going with that for the whole story because we originally were talking about one subject, but Meh, that happened. Kind of what we goes. do. 
Yeah. We squirrel a lot. Yeah, I do that. ADHD is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. All the way. But, fuck it. That dude lived, though. He's still alive today. Oh, well, good deal. I'm happy for it. Yeah, congratulations. Walks with a little bit of a pimp walk now, but. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right? We all do that, at least on occasion. Maybe yeah. not all the time, but on occasion, you get that little pimp walk of confidence going on. Like, yeah, buddy. You got that little hitch yeah. in your step. I'm getting there. They just told me I have no, no, um, what's it called? I was going to say collagen. Cartilage? Oh, cartilage. No cartilage in my foot anymore. I don't have any in my knee. I just I've found ran out about too that. Long. Yeah. I gotta, I'm going on Monday to hear the orthopedic surgeon tell me, or specialist tell me whether or not, when I'm going to have surgery. My PCM was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not even a specialist. And I can tell you're going to need fucking surgery. Yeah. So I was like, God damn it. Yeah. It's, it's, see, I don't have one of those. I went to the doctor. I went to the ER the other day just because I went swimming with my kids and even just walking around in the water, I could just feel just all the just... It was like, God damn. It was right in my knee. Bone on bone. Okay, that's... It's gotten bad enough that if it's in the pool, I'll go get it checked out. The doctor walked in and he just kind of like, he just was looking at it. He straightened my knee out. He could feel it. And he's like, I know it's wrong, but we're going to do some x-rays. Let me ask you a question, though. If they told you the secret to healing that... No. You gotta fuck a little kid. Would you do it? <laughs> no. no, I would not. No. I'm just knee kidding. replacement just surgery all day. Which would be weird because, like, I've needed surgeries for the last like 15 years. Like, I've needed shoulder surgery for yeah. and shit as long as I can remember. I had a cyst in my shoulder that the where it set was literally right in the joint. So this was as high as I could lift my arms forever, like 12 years. And then finally getting back into the gym, it popped, and I was sick of shit for like three days because once all the toxins and stuff were in there, like. Just goes into your bloodstream, and you're like, not okay with this. Now I can move my arms again, but then now my knee's doing this. It's like, mm. like the knee's harder to fuck with, you know, because I kind of need that. You need your shoulder, too. But, like, I can deal with not doing, being able to do this. Like, especially being tall, like, I don't have to really reach way up yeah. very often. How about so, Neuralink? Would you do Neuralink? The mm-hmm. Elon Musk Neuralink? I don't even know what the fuck that is. No? I, that's the... Oh, Isn't that bro. the grippy stuff you know on that? the bench press bar? <laughs> it's, uh, it's like these new brain implants he's trying to do where it's like a chip goes in your brain. No. And they can You can like control way more about yourself. If you have bad vision, you can correct your vision. That's allegedly, you know, Elon I mean, Musk. I think it'd be cool, but... So, I mean, it deals you know, with Elon Musk. I just want to know, like, true. is there going to be an off switch? Is there going to be, like, right. now you're my drone switch? Right. <laughs> you like, say something shitty on Twitter, and Elon's like, eh, fuck that guy. Cyberpunk <laughs> as fuck, but I don't want to, like, give up my, I don't know. Just become a cyborg. I, my ability, I'd yeah, much right? rather do the black market stuff where oh, yeah. nobody knows anything that's going right? on, and I've, I paid some shady guy fucking $14 on a yeah. handy in the back of a 7-Eleven to fucking do it. Right? <laughs> I, was, I was watching the Futurama with Fries, like the second or third one, and he's yeah. walking down, and the guy's like, what do you want, Gills or Z-Ray? <laughs> it's like an eyeball just yeah. hanging in his coat. Yeah. He's like, this says Z-Ray. He's like, it's not even X-Ray, and he's like, oh, it's too better. Right. <laughs> Damn right. You see future almost coming back? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, did you see that you have to pay $3 on Hulu to be able to oh, watch it? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Hulu, well, you just lost me. On the regular channel, but. Yeah. I don't even, I don't do TV, regular TV anymore. I just stream everything. Yeah, that's the so. same. Well, all we've got is like a free TV key. Yeah. We don't pay for cable. Um, or we pay for the internet. Right now, it's cellular internet, but it still works for us for now. I We're fixing an upgrade. I hope but. there are never any of your sponsors, but I hate Comcast. I hate Sat satellite whatever everything satellite all those fucking companies i probably still have money to for not returning their equipment 
Um, and if you're listening, you can all go fuck yourself. Um, I will wait it, it out those eight years with right. the credit report before right. I fucking return any of that equipment. Right. I think I actually threw it all away. I was in Connecticut, and they're like, oh, just bring it here to Boston. I'm like, mm, you can go fuck yourselves. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You go it's fuck a, yourselves. It's a bit of a drive. Mm, no. But we get, we get like, a couple of religious channels, and we get, like, Fox and, yeah. like, Crime TV. We get several different Channel 7 that are all air channels. You can't get them on, on cable or on Internet. Uh, so we get local news, and we get Fox. So, I mean, that's about all I watch. Yeah, Fox News. My father-in-law keeps it on 24-7 in his room. And then when he comes out, I'll occasionally throw it on for him just because I got the sling, you know, yeah. thing. So yeah. I'll be like, there you go. What do you want to listen to, Tucker? Oh, wait, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, news. Where'd he go? I think on the phone. Oh. Uh-oh. One of the kids kicked the other kid in the face. Yeah, probably. That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That happens. happened a few weeks ago. We had just got, we had literally just got started. We were maybe 10 minutes in. He was like, oh, I got to go. Ty kicked Gabe in the face, or Gabe kicked Ty in the face. It's like, was it at least good form? Like, these it, are the important questions. Is it emergency room worthy? Right. right. Was that on purpose? Yeah. I um, my son was getting out of the shower and I went to like dry him off with a towel and he just did one of those like Starman uh, fucking jump yeah. out with his hands and finger right in the eyeball. And oh, Andrew yeah. had a show that night on Comedy Avenue, so I went to it uh, with a friend and I drove him. And then I was like, I I just I can't I can't be here anymore. Drive me fucking home. I'll get my car tomorrow. Right. Like I had to go to the emergency room. I tried to sleep it off. It was so miserable. Next morning, I woke up early and was like, "I'm going to the emergency room." It just fucking just hurts. It was like two days. I couldn't even open my eyes. Yeah, eye pain, mouth pain, and eye pain. It's amazing worse. how bad the eye hurts when the eye doesn't actually have any feeling in it. Right. Yeah. It's like, but everything else is just like, no, fuck you. We're gonna make all of this portion, the whole region, very uncomfortable. Good. Well, Nobody yeah. kicked anybody in the face this time. No, Gabe's just been. What okay. kind of kick was it? Was it a roundhouse? Like <laughs> some Anderson Silva shit? What are we talking about? Well, if you ask Gabe, I'm pretty well sure this was like Lucha Libre flying fucking roundhouse oh, to yeah. the face. Hell yeah. But now, he's the one that received the kick. What Ty told me is that he was laying down, just lifted his leg as Gabe was getting onto the couch. And Gabe hit his leg. Probably full Starman jump. Just probably. Yeah. So I'm like somewhere between. I didn't do anything, and he flying roundhouse kicked me in the face from the other side of the house. It's a lot of ground. In the middle is what actually happened. I just don't really know. What's what's crazy is the real bad shit brothers will usually won't tell about because the other one's like, I swear to God, I'll do whatever you need me to do to not tell mom and dad. I got a fucking scar right here from my brother taking a file with a wooden handle and be like, You afraid? Are you afraid? And but he didn't know the file would come out of the wooden handle and it went into my fucking head and then like gave me whatever I wanted to keep my silence. It's like, I am now, goddammit. <laughs> well, it's like my kid, we talked about this the other day, like, he'll like he'll be walking, and, or he'll be running or something, and he'll fucking, you know, he'll stub his foot on the cabinet or something, and then he'll smack the cabinet. And it's like... <laughs> like the cabinet did it on purpose. It's like, the cabinet oh. hurt me. I'm like, no, bro, the, the cabinet is stationary. It does not fucking move. Take that turn a little wider. You've done this four times today. Take the turn wider. I think it'll learn. It's pretty easy. Or it's like the like my dresser. He ran into my dresser the other day, and then he got mad at my dresser. He's like, "I hate that dresser." It's yep. like, "You're sw- I can walk through there. 
parallel, you know, just straight through. Like, I don't have to turn to the side. Like, you're far smaller than I am. Like, you're, it's your fault. My son's top heavy, so every time he falls, it's like full scorpion, (laughs) you know? And then the fucking sometimes his toes even touch the back of his head. It's impressive. You're going to have to start recording that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing funnier than kids falling down or fat girls falling down. Those are the two funniest things to watch. Oh, yeah. Agreed. All the time. Agreed. Last time I went over there, I walked through the door, and he's coming around the kitchen island thing. What's up? What's up? And Gabe comes out and says, Uncle Aces! And he has this huge sectional in this tiny little living room. So Gabe hits one part of the sectional, runs across two cushions, hits the floor, bounds up on one part, clears the back of the couch, head first, face first. Bat right into the wall. <laughs> slides down, hit the floor. He jumps up and runs over here. Runs over to Dad and says, Dad, did you see what the wall just did to me? I mean, <laughs> Daddy is what the boy does. Did you see what the wall just did to me? And we, we stood there going, um, it, uh, what? I saw what you did to the wall. <laughs> I mean, you not do that? <laughs> you got a hard head like your dad, man. Oh, he shit. just supermaned it and just face first right into the wall, slid down, hit the floor. Well, I'm just looking at him like, what the fuck did you just do, boy? Fucking kids. To quickly air out the confusion if it hasn't already been taken care of his youngest boy's name is Gabe my <laughs> youngest boy's name is Gabe it's there is a year difference yeah, in the age there's two Gabes no judgment I don't judge any Gabes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'll get you canceled um, you guys had the privilege of uh, judging that comedy competition yeah. that was yeah. a hard fucking competition with a lot of good comics yeah so yeah and um, there, there was a lot of in between there was a lot of good comics, and there was a lot of comics that, well, well, yeah, yeah. Eh, you know, there was like a skeleton hanging on the wall over there. There was a lot eh. of good comics. There was a few. It happens. But not. Granted, the Danny, she has the potential to be really good. She has potential. You yeah. can tell she's she nervous does. and all, and she, you know, and it was a, I guess, a new, a new puppet or whatever. Like she has the potential. I think she's trying to do. Stuff for an older crowd when her jokes are more geared towards like a younger crowd yeah. still because those are, you know, it's got to be hard being a ventriloquist. Yeah, it really does. You know? Yeah, um, I thought about just pulling my sock off and telling jokes. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, but she might have taken that as you make it probably. Her. I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of her. She's a sweet girl. Yeah, yeah, um, she's real nice. We're hoping to have her on. She said yeah. she'd drive from Kansas to fucking. I bet she would. On. I bet she would. She's always driving down in different mm-hmm. places and from Kansas too, which is crazy. That's such a fucking long drive. Yeah. But, yeah, we just, her and I are Facebook friends now, so it's yeah. official. <laughs> yeah, us too. So, she, she, she liked the page and mine, yeah. so we'll figure that out. Have you seen uh, Susan Ware, otherwise known as Grandma Nasty? I haven't seen her live, uh, but I did Matt. see some of the stuff that uh, Matt posted the oh, other yeah. day. Matt posted yeah. some stuff. Um, hilarious. She, she won the, about her. She won the Red Dirt before as well. My father-in-law's mad because he's, he's still yet to see her. Um, we work decently amount together go to open mics together too you know just yeah. meeting up at random places the last time i hosted uh she was on one of them and um, she's hilarious <coughs> fucking hilarious that's what matt was saying she hey, you can just give me a regular beer i'm saying that she's fucking beans. raunchy as fuck but. yeah it's weird because you're like oh you're like my grandma and then you're like <laughs> oh you also are not like my grandma maybe secretly she was <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'm good for the moment she just had a hard life, you know. Age 65 made her look 92. <laughs> um, but whatever. You know, she went all out. 
lived life a little too fast. Hey, I mean, apparently she's still trying to live it. Still trying yeah. to live it that way. So we her. Yeah. I heard a story uh, recently about her, um, and Matt and I wanted to skid out of it. So was it the hospital one? Yeah, the hospital one, where if you didn't hear this, she had a she had a boyfriend. I don't know if they're together still. His name is Bernie. This old school cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and we uh, he, he told us that. Uh, did he say it in here? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Not in here. Um, Go ahead. So, Grandma Nasty's boyfriend somehow winds up in the hospital, and. He's overnight, so she goes to visit him, and, you know, he's wearing a diaper in, in his hospital gown. I don't know if he's wearing the cowboy hat and the boots in bed, but um, <laughs> she goes the in there to visit. I would imagine he still is, but in the story, or in what happens was uh, she goes to visit him, and he starts asking, like, hey, can I get a blowjob while he's wearing a diaper? <laughs> <laughs> um, she somehow turned him down i didn't think that was capable of her um but it, it blew up more into variety. a fight it started to progress into a big fight about it all so she wound up having one security got called but two she wound up having to run out of the room so he runs after her in a cowboy hat cowboy boots his hospital gown and a diaper screaming <laughs> it was just a fucking blowjob i asked you for <laughs> all the way out and, uh, yeah, Matt and I want to recreate that into a skit. <laughs> I bet they're still together, because that seems like a healthy maybe, relationship. Maybe. They really did. Like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's I mean, like, no, fuck you, you old bastard wearing a diaper and you're in the hospital. I'm not sucking your dick. Fuck off. He's a nice guy. I mean, if I was her age and that old, I might have considered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God. I had, uh, I had my first, not my first, but my first run-in with a with a legitimate Karen in a long time today. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it was all over holding the door. Yeah. Oh. Really. And this was Did a... emasculator? <laughs> I was going to say emasculated, woke Karen. It was a, a Canarin. Mm. A Canarin. <laughs> the only thing I can think to call a transgender Karen. Oh, okay. Okay. So, that's, that's all <laughs> I can think Canarin. I was oh, thinking a Canary for some brother. reason. That's like, what I was thinking. Was she like, singing too? The that's that's going to be a shirt, a Canarin. <laughs> that's, that, that's the only thing that I can think was at the gas station. I was coming out of the gas station. It was coming in. I don't know its pronouns. Just holding the door. And all of a sudden I get, if I can't hold my own fucking door, I was like, just trying to be nice. You can go fuck yourself. Yep. Like, don't know what else. And I just continued to stand there and it's like, just walk in the door. Like, it's not a big fucking deal. It was a pretty short interaction. That was kind of it. This old man just walks up and goes, can hold the door for me. I appreciate it. He just kind of looks at her and goes, That old man is my fucking spirit animal. Right. I don't give a fuck. Right. That was it. That was a whole interaction. But it's like, But the old man made the point. <laughs> it's like, like, I don't, Why? Like, how is that a thing that offends people because you're holding the door for them? You know, yeah. and it's funny, at my age, I do that a lot. Like, I'll walk up and I'll see a couple come up, or I'll see a, a man and a woman, they're not together, but they're close. Woman just blows right on through the fucking door like she expects it. Like, rah, 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 rah. I get more thank yous for holding the door for other men, whether they're my age or younger, yeah. your age or his age, doesn't matter. Especially elderly, but I get more appreciation from men when I open that door let them go through first, or then they'll hold the door for me if there's a second door. You know, than, than I do from women. And it's like, what is your fucking problem? Well, because they're all entitled now. It's a lot of people out there. I don't know. I can't 
there's just so many different types of people and now with the internet so many woke people and yeah i fucking hate that um so much it's funny because like i didn't use that term as a teenager but i definitely felt that way of myself and then when i joined the army and realized like when that's stripped away from you and you are powerless the army is one legit thing of what it what people don't realize you are owned by the government Mm -hmm. and then someone is assigned to be your leader yeah i've had people tell me like you can consider this slavery, and I'm your fucking slave owner. Like, I, you will do what I tell you to do. And, like, back then, no one, in my platoon, no one was, you know, ratting on anybody or saying shit, all this fucked up shit. It. They were just like, whatever, this is hazing, and I gotta deal with it. No one's right. putting dicks in my mouth, so I'm not gonna complain. Right, right. But, like... Slavery, the difference is, you can afford a car at too high of a payment, marry a stripper. And it happens, you know? <laughs> and I, I'm sure guys in Vietnam weren't as complaining about it, even they probably were, because they got fucking forced into it. But, like... It, it was me. I chose it to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, no one made me fucking join the army. So you appreciate a lot of shit more at that point, just especially being a grunt and seeing the level of fucking work you have to do as an infantryman. Uh-huh. They don't give a fuck about your sleep plans. They don't give a fuck about anything. They'll be like, yo, we have these jobs to do today, and no one's going to sleep probably till tomorrow morning until it's all done. Right, right, yeah. And, and then, then you're going to sleep for two hours. And it's the most back-breaking work you've ever fucking had in your life, and you're doing a multitude of things, whether it's filling sandbags, changing tracks on a vehicle, or just doing maintenance on anything. There's a million fucking different things to include all the dumb training that they could have you doing just Painting to get the... the chain between the yep. ballers hey, on the walk. let's go <laughs> gather all these rocks up and paint them all up so they fucking right. says goddamn... First battalion, whatever fucking bullshit. My favorite joke still is the one where it's like, you see those sandbags? Yeah. Take those, you move them 10 feet, and you stack them back exactly how they are right there. You know who did that? That joke on there? His name's Richard High. He was the drill sergeant. He's Angry angry Cops. That's his name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was him originally before he became kind of famous in that world mindset. They were just like, drill sergeant so-and-so, why are you moving sandbags 10 feet? I don't know. He's like, I don't know. Like, you fucking told me to. And he just brings them over there. Yeah, that happens but, all the time. And it's what it is is uh, it's officers, man. There's a breaking culture between officers who are this fucking fancy class of lords and vassals. And they think yep. their shit don't stink most of the time. Not all, y'all. But, and then there's the enlisted folk. And they're like, well, you, we can't hang out with those fucking people. They're the lower scum of the earth and the workers and the slaves. There's a major so disconnect. There's there. a huge disconnect. And in, even in these times, people make fun of it all the time. But like, if I'm around a general, I can't be myself and right. say the things I want to say. I have to be this fake-ass, oh, it's like being in front of the fucking CEO kind of deal. And you got to right. all of a sudden put a smile on your face, even if you're fucking like, whatever, I hate this bitch. So... It happens, and it happens a lot through the military. There's a whole culture, culture class divide, and it, I think it goes beyond the military. I was at a friend's barbecue with my wife, and my buddy was throwing it. I knew him from Germany and Iraq, but he has all these new people he knows here. And I'm shaking his hand, shaking his friend's hand, and then there's a woman there, and I'm like, do you, I was going to say, do you work with Juan? Or, and then she's like, what? Am I what? And I was like, okay, are you a fucking Dependa? And because she was an officer's wife, she took it very offensively. Of and my course, wife's just sitting there. My wife's just laughing her ass the whole time. Off. <laughs> yeah. But like this lady was just fucking super pissed off about it. Your wife seems like she's got a pretty good sense of humor after just very the, dark, the little just bit as... of interaction from the other day. Yeah. So, see, my dad was a chief warrant officer. My grandfather was a chief warrant officer. His brother was a chief warrant officer. And I mean, my the men in my family have been chief warrant officers since the warrant program was originated. Yeah. Pre-Vietnam, um, 
So I, even as, as a child dependent, have felt, even in my world at six, have felt that same kind of disconnect yeah. from enlisted kids to officer's kids to then the warrant kids. Yeah. We it's, had to be in our own little groups. It's a weird child. separate group. They're officers, but they're not. But they're not. They are commissioned, but it's not <laughs> part of their commission core of officers. Right. They're a right. separate. They're the uh, experts of their jobs. And mostly what it is, sometimes it's officers that switch over. I used to do uh, warrant officer commissioning packets. Mm-hmm. That in OCS, I used to build them right. for soldiers. Yeah. And then, because we've got a quota, hey, you have to find this many people in the Army Reserve. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have them selected, this many selected every single year. And let me tell you, it's hard bullshitting for a lot of pieces of shit that didn't do that much great. Right, yeah. So, um, but not, some people were really good about what they did, but um, the core, in my opinion, for their core, I mean, they're losing people. Oh, yeah. No one wants to be in the Army as much as they did anymore, and it's just dwindling. The Warrant Corps is losing a bunch of people. Well, so, the Warrant Corps has gone downhill. Yeah. Uh, when, when they start adding more ranks, they should have just ended at the four. But when they started adding more ranks and then taking their abilities away and then taking their command structures away and then, you know, stating that once you're a warrant, you're always a warrant, period. Yeah. You can't go out a warrant to be able to move up any further. <clears throat> I mean, my, my dad did Pershing, so he was all nuclear weapons the entire time he was a warrant, and he went in as a sergeant. Um, and my grandfather and his brother were culinary arts. Um, they both Shit. ran... Hell yeah. They were chefs. They, I dig they it. both ran yeah. the chow halls here on Fort Sill yeah. offset of each other. They both would do did three tours in Vietnam offset of each other. And the only times they get to see each other during those years was literally when they were transferring stations. They would meet each other at the different air bases as they were flying in or flying out. Um, so th- those were the good days of warrants. Now, yeah. I, I can't really talk about pilots i don't know a lot of warrant pilots personally but i know i still know a lot of other kinds of warrants and yeah you're right there's <laughs> they're there the, some that are really they're really the good exception a lot of the times because they have yeah. different rules especially with their age when what you can apply for yeah um all i know is if you're a warrant officer pilot you can do that all the way through your career if you're an officer pilot you have to go off and do your command time so you yeah. leave the pilot world yeah so i yeah. tell people always just go warrant officer instead of the other one but the rest of them, I mean, they have their rules, regulations, same with becoming officer, different rules and regulations, how they're going to do it. Um, I can't do it, and I'm going to tell you why, because all these people are like, why aren't you fucking doing it? You know, if it's so good, why aren't you I'm doing it? I'm a piece it? of shit. Fuck you. It's true. It's true. I'm a piece of shit. So, way back in the day, I've had, uh, if you get in trouble in the Army and you're active duty, it's called a field grade Article 15. Yeah. You've probably heard of these things. We have. I've got three of them. Nice. Whoa, yep, that, that one it's fucking me. unheard of I had a question yeah. that I was waiting for an opportunity, so when this story's done, it's probably the perfect opportunity to ask that question. Um, first one, I was in Germany, and um, I punched a window out drunk with my friends after a, a little scuffle with some bouncers and shit down in downtown Germany. And uh, I punched, when I punched out the window, I was like, oh, that was easy as fuck. And I was like, boom, another one. And then my buddy punched one, but he cut his hand. So he got caught. The police eye found him in the bathroom at the next bar we went to. And, you know, they, he's like, hey, man, let's go, kind of shit. So we got 45, 45, all that shit. And right as I'm coming off my extra duty, they're like, hey, you pissed hot for <laughs> weed. So I was like, God damn it. And they let me stay because we were getting well, ready to go to okay, Iraq. It's legal. You know, back then it wasn't. No, yeah. Especially in Germany. Um, and then 
so I did like 45 days, came off for a couple days, went back on extra duty, 45 days, came off for a week, deployed to Iraq for 15 months. Jeez. And it was the worst deployment. We were the hardest hit unit out of the history of the whole war. Mm. It was 2006, 2007 in East Baghdad. Mm. Um, what was your question you were going to say? I wanted to know the role you played in the E-4 Mafia. So <laughs> it's crazy. My role in the E-4 Mafia went like this. Um, when I had those Article 15s, I was an E-1. They call it fuzzy chest because back mm. then we had the ACUs. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have anything on for rank. So from that time in Germany to into my deployment for fucking like a year almost, they were just like, I was E1. Then one day my boss comes to me and he goes, hey man, I don't know if someone fucked up or whatnot, but like you're, you're getting promoted with everybody else on to when they go to E4 next week. Like we don't know why because <laughs> we never saw anything for you guys to get your rank back. You're in E1. So they're like, next week put on E2. Next week after that, put on E3. And then I'm like standing there and getting E4. And then my boss, right after I got specialist, my boss comes to me right after and he goes, hey, I know you didn't want to stay in the Army, but um, what if I make you a corporal and send you to the board, make you a sergeant? Would you reconsider? And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll reconsider. And I had no intentions of doing that or anything. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to get sergeant and ride my time out. Right. You were done at that um, point. Went off, you know, went to the board. He, he made me a corporal like the next week. Went to the board like three weeks later. So dudes who had not seen me in like a couple months knew me as a private. And then all of a sudden, I, they, they now see me and they're like, what the fuck happened, dude? You're a fucking corporal and you're promotable? What the fuck? So they're like getting mad about it and shit. Like, I'm not going to listen to you, whatever you say, and that kind of shit. But, of um, you either did something super badass or you sucked a lot of dick. When, when I, I just yeah, did my job. What, what was the thing that made me stand out to rest everybody else, all my peers, was um, when I was doing the extra duty back in Germany, all these guys were showing up to work just pissed off. They were so mad to be there. My whole yeah. platoon was I'll like that movie. My movie, the, uh, my platoon was like that movie platoon. Mm. We all joked about it. Like everyone hated each other. No one was friends really. And... I would show up with a smile on my face because normal duty was easier than extra duty. I wasn't mowing grass, and if you didn't have mowers, one dude broke all the mowers, so they're like, here's your scissors. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And you'd go to like 11 at night, sometimes longer. So I was just like showing up, and they were like, you're so motivated, we're happy that like you're not, you're doing, going through all this bullshit, and you're not being a little bitch about it. You're showing up with a smile on your face. And I was just like, I'm just so glad I slept more than four hours, you know? <laughs> so uh, that and my work ethic in Iraq, like, really pushed me to go into a leadership position with all that. And then, right. uh, you know, I got pushed. Once I, we got back from Iraq into Germany, I, I went over here to Fort Sill. And it took me a while, but I finally, you know, did the dumb online courses and fucking got my E5. But then I got dropped again later on, probably like less than a year later. For fucking smoking weed. Pissed hot. Goddamn devil's yep. lettuce. Devil's lettuce out here in Oklahoma. Um, it's gotten real good, too. Like, it used to be garbage. Right? It's good now. So good. they they let me stay just because um, I was a decent soldier, and I also recently had a daughter at the time. Right. So they took all that in consideration. <clears throat> let me stay, and then... Maybe he won't be as much of a shitbag because yeah. he has to provide for a tiny person. I mean, I moved on from all that, got rank back, and even more rank as I went along. Right. You know? um, I switched over once Once I went to Afghanistan, got out of Afghanistan, said I was getting out. They were like, you're going to re-enlist for indefinite? And I'm like, no. I don't want to stay <laughs> infantry for 20 years because I'd be a broke-ass motherfucker. And... Um, yeah. 
I that retirement I had a plan who uh, where my buddy was going active guard reserve for mm-hmm. the army reserve. So I said, uh, you know, how are you doing it? She showed me the way. I switched over myself, and I've been a active guard reserve career counselor the last eight years. Hell yeah. I got two and a half years until I can retire, and then once I'm done with all this, I'm just gonna start traveling around the country doing comedy. Comedy all the time. Yep. I got a, you know, I've been doing it up in the Northeast, now out here. Yeah. When I retire, I'm going to the Southeast to Alabama, so I'm just gonna have three different jump points, really, yeah. where I'm just you, going all around. That's where he's from, is Alabama. Yeah. You thought about putting Coleman out your own. where we'll be going. Oh, really? There. Yeah. Oh, okay. You thought about putting out, putting, putting out your own show? Um, I have, I'm gonna do my own special right after I retire. Right, There's a lot of shit I want to say, especially about the U.S. Army and the U.S. government, and I can't say it right now. So, so we could, I mean, I guess we could probably help you do some shorts. I mean, even if it's just out of here, we could help you do some shorts and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down for anything anybody puts on, doing shows, anything. Um, my I, Peacock has put me on a few different things around here yeah. now that I've been more cordial with them and doing a lot more than Matt. I definitely I, I want to start going to more of those Sunday night shows at, at yeah, Comedy Avenue. Those yeah. are... Like, I'm, that was fun as shit, and it was just a, I just randomly saw the deal that Matt put out, and yep. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of the house, because my kid's driving me fucking batshit crazy right now. So I'm like, so happy Andrew's doing those shows yeah. uh, over right there. Um, it'll just be easy for me to constantly practice on work on my craft, and then when yeah. I do my shows, I, I use open mics for my practice, you right, know, and right. then when I go to the shows, that's where I already have the full set delivered, whatever amount of time they give me, I'm crushing it. Right. So, I can say that Sunday, everybody was pretty funny, except, I won't say his name, because he seems like a nice enough fucking guy. I already know who you're talking about. (laughs) But old Junior. Yeah. Even even those of us that aren't fucking comedians could have a 20-minute fucking, a 20-minute thing that's going to be funny. Yeah. Especially if you witnessed what happened on Sunday. I think I told you about it the other day at the bar. Yeah, you did. But the, uh, holy fucking hell! <laughs> I am. I wish I would have known about that before I went out and smoked a fucking cigarette because yeah. I would have gone to the other side of the fucking parking lot. Yeah, because I was right behind that truck. So there ain't no telling. He's just watching me in the fucking rear view mirror. Just... He's not under eighteen, right? Huh? <laughs> he's not under eighteen, right? No, I don't think so. No, he's twenty two and a half. Remember? Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know Wayne, right? Wayne Morris. No. Um, he was the bearded comedian that was there. Um, he's one of the co-founders of My Peacock. Oh yeah, Wayne. Yeah, okay. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a great joke about you know jerking off while driving around and then <laughs> fucking waving his hand to try to get it off out the window. All right. I, I, Wayne's Wayne's set was really funny too. I I gotta get with him and see if he wants to come fucking be on this shit because that's gonna be nothing but just him. I yeah. can already tell that. But he's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Real fun. I love all those guys. The loudest fucking laugh I've ever heard in my oh, goddamn man. life, though. I love it when he laughs in my yeah. videos, though. <laughs> yeah. You gotta think, because, you know, as a comic, you try to be relatively respectful of the, the others, and he's not trying to be disrespectful, but you can tell once he thinks something is funny, you hear a little bit of laugh, and it's like he lags a little bit, and then, and then it's just like, really ha, 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 ha. like, <laughs> everybody else is done laughing, bro. It's, uh... Where did that come from? Oh, no, you know. He's got a very distinctive laugh for sure. I you hear it one time, yeah. you know who laughed. Any of my uh, things I've shared online, you can definitely hear his laugh over everybody else's. <laughs> yeah, he was funny, though. I liked his shit. Oh, like I said, that whole show was funny. 
I wish I'd, I wish we'd have had more time. Not that we'd have really you know done anything, but just to go and sit. Yeah. Said it was a spur of the moment deal. I saw it, and ten minutes later, I was there. Like I asked Matt because I was I've been broke as fuck. I was like, Matt, is it free? He's like, Yep. He's like, All right, I'll be there. Just got the little thumbs up fucking reaction. Like, all right, cool. Yeah. Occasionally he does free shows. Um, sometimes they cost a little bit of money or right. whatever. He says um, every time he throws a free show, people don't show up. But when he does a legit cover, people show up for some reason. Right. So I think some people just can't differentiate uh, the difference between a show and an open mic. Yeah. And then they show up to an open mic expecting everybody to be an amazing comic. Right. And it's, yeah. It's anybody to show up. So I mean. Yeah, like that, your, like your buddy that yep. went up. Oh, and yeah. what's what's fucked up is you know the, what he said was just all jokes that we've heard as kids. Yeah. But outside, whenever he was talking after everything, like that was funny. It's like let's just do he's that a, up there, man. He's a funny dude. So it's his first time ever going. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's. I mean, I get it though. Yeah. Like all of us, I've, I, I, I have been asked if I was going to do stand up at one point, and he was asked one night at a bar if we wanted, if we were, yeah, you know, doing, going to do that. It's like, no, we're funny just talking to amongst ourselves. Yeah, yeah. we're we're much better in this kind yeah. of setting and environment than. Yeah. I can talk yeah. and I can tell a story, but I, I, it's a better story if I can interact with everybody. Right. If I'm just telling the story to tell it, it's going to fall flat because I don't get to have the rebuttal from yeah. other people involved. Right. That's so, true. That's um, I always thought I'd be good with crowd work. I've got a lot of great stories. It's just uh, when you bring it to the set, the stage, right. if you don't have a punchline, some people think their premise of their story is funny enough. And, and in a group setting, yeah, it can be because right. you can relate and everything. But in front of a stage, you just might have the wrong crowd that doesn't yeah. buy into that right. and just doesn't like it. I mean, there's times you hear crickets. And the funny thing about it when that happens, especially with my humor because it's so fucking dark sometimes, um, I'm the only one laughing. <laughs> it right. still keep. It still makes me laugh when I say it. So if it happens, it doesn't bother me. Right. Let's have some of them conversations. We love those fuck conversations. Yeah, like, what fuck, do you want to talk about? Fuck everything else. Let's have some dark conversations. Some dark fucking humor. Who gives a shit? Um, I got a new joke. I'll say a new joke that I I just wrote this morning. Okay. I'm in. I wasn't gonna say it because I got a show coming up on Friday. Like, but uh, anyway. I'll say it on here. You know, everyone in Belgium, get ready. <laughs> They're probably not going to hear it Friday. Wait, where's anyways. that courthouse? <laughs> no shit. We do have one random listener, so. and it has been. I checked it again, and it went from just the one listen uh-huh. to there is the same amount of listens as we have shows put out. Yeah, and it is the Washington courthouse. Washington Granted, I don't courthouse. know which Washington courthouse it is. Probably not the important one. Yeah, but, but it is there, and it's just funny to have it there. That is just there's one listen per episode. From the Washington Courthouse, and I love to listen to. Why us. don't you comment on one of the episodes? No shit. Let us know who the fuck you are. We'll I mean, give you a shout out, or we'll talk shit to you, depending on which one it's at. It might even be <laughs> a shirt when we get some mail. Nope. Hell yeah! Here's the joke I wrote. It's a little dark. I'm sorry. Oh no, we want it. I killed a lot of people in Iraq. People ask me now if it messed me, mess with me doing that. I tell them yes, it was horrible. I couldn't get any joy for years until I started killing people again in Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Dark and dry. Definitely okay with that. Yep. Oh, so I when I was doing comedy in the Northeast, um, shout out to EMT Comedy and Maverick Prasad. Uh, Me and my best friend were like, I was trying to get him to do comedy for so long, and then but I was in Connecticut, he was in Keene, New Hampshire. And we, I'm like, how about you meet me in the middle, Springfield, Massachusetts. So we went there. We found, went online to Facebook, found a group that was like, we're doing open mics here. We show up. 
I had no clue. It was a restaurant called The Tent. And it's an Iraqi restaurant. The first <laughs> night I'm there, of course it is. I say a joke, and I'm like, uh, you know, I, y'all fucking brought me to the murder capital of Massachusetts to fucking tell jokes. And I'm like, I got PTSD because of Iraqi people, and you bring me to an Iraqi restaurant. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So they're all, they're all dying and shit over all these jokes. The next time I go to their open mic, I get, like, the best treatment ever from the owner. He loved me. He gave me free food. And then... Um, I see some Iraqi guys during my set over in the corner smoking hookah. And I'm like, what's up, Iraqi guys? Where are you guys from? And they say Baghdad. <laughs> oh, wow. Where I've, well, been. I've been to Baghdad. So I was like, I was, I was also a little lit. I was lit on Sunday night. That's why I went over like by six minutes. <laughs> that was funny. But, um, you know, I was, I was really drunk for that. And um, I said something fucked up. And I told him, I was just like, uh, which side of uh, Baghdad are you from? East or west? Because the river, Tigris River, cuts right through Baghdad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, west side. But I was deployed to the east side. So I was like, eh, I guess that's good because I probably would have murdered you and your families. <laughs> just being drunk and fucking talking shit. Wow. My buddies who drove from Keene, New Hampshire, there's two of them. They left. They, <laughs> no, 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 no. When we were all done, they were driving away and the Iraqi guys thought I was with them. So they took off after them, chasing to kill me. <laughs> And then I went down to Connecticut, and then they're, like, calling me on the way, like, they're chasing us. And I was like, yeah, they're not going to be that bad of a right. deal. Like, but you got once, guns, they right? see, like, once they see I'm not in there, you're no threat. <laughs> <laughs> so, But my, the, the owner of the restaurant kicked my friend Maverick Prasad out of that restaurant for the rest of the fucking time. He just, they all just threw a show up in New Hampshire. My wife was up there. To, she was picking up my daughter. Yeah. And um, he was there all mentioning that fucking story and about it and everything, being like, this fucking time your husband got me kicked out of a goddamn, it was a restaurant, not a real comedy club. That's awesome. I, uh, I try not to be that offensive, but when, if I'm drinking, I mean, it just comes right out of me. I'm sorry. Also, oh, the last couple of times we've seen you, you know. Yeah, you I mean, well, I was drinking a little bit, maybe a little bit too much at the Red Dirt. Um, I try not to always do it, you know. Because especially more than like two or three, because right. then uh, I, I could talk about anything. One time I was in there, the time I won, I was in there. I don't know the ten minutes after I won, I went in there, did my ten minutes, and uh, I was just the bartender. I was sitting next to another comedian who's a Arabic gentleman, mm-hmm. and I look over and I see at the bar an Arabic gentleman walk up. He was brown. I couldn't tell really, you know, <laughs> didn't know a threat level to assess him at the point. <laughs> but he walks up to the bar and he's got a goatee, and I was like, holy shit, he looks just like this guy. And uh, that I'm sitting with, who's another comedian. And the, the bartender who looks like Megan Fox, her name's Taylor up there. She was there that night. You guys were all there. Um, she walks up and gives the food to the guy sitting next to me. Like, here's your food. And he's just like, I didn't order this food. And I'm like, looking back and forth, like, oh, I know what this is. This is a classic tale of racism. <laughs> it's accidental, but like, is that the gentleman? I'm like, is that the gentleman you want? And she's like, oh, my God. And then brought it over to him. So I had to talk shit about it a little bit while I was up there because I was a little bit drunk. I mean, why not? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, we we were because I texted them whenever I saw you on Sunday, you know, and we we understand you're married, so you know your balls are in somebody else's purse. Yeah. So you know, we we had to make sure, you know, that's what he was like. Oh, we're gonna give him shit about that. And I was like, oh, trust me, it's gonna happen. It. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, we get it. Right you know, you point. gotta gotta ask the wife because doesn't matter who's fucking married to what or what relationship you're in. The woman wins. Oh, yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. Even if you're divorced, the woman wins. <laughs> they, mm. they always win on that one, unless they're... You know. I won a few times in family court, though. <laughs> so there was a few victories that I was pretty proud of. Yeah, you might have... We're battles. all losers, honestly. <laughs> right, we're all losers. You might have won the battles, but I'm um, about the war. 
Now, my wife's cool. She's cool as fuck. You know what I'm saying? We're, uh, we are legit poly. So, uh, we had a girlfriend around here. I don't know. It kind of... My my wife and I like to ruin other people's marriages. Is what it is. I mean, it's not me. Everybody's not me. got their kink, right? It's it's um. She likes to find friends of hers that are currently going through divorces, because I guess that's easy. Or that way they shit, can cement know? the divorce. Yeah. Like, and just then help um. Out. So all my friends, if they ever listening, it could be your wife. Who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're cool with it. That was one of my probably top three favorite jokes that you did was when talking about just she was in a coma and just fucking on top of your wife. It yeah, fucked up because um, she was right there. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you're right here. I can't say you're in a coma. So I was like, <laughs> eh, she used to be in a coma. She was in a coma. That's the funny part about my jokes, I think, and like my wife thinks, is like so many of them are not true at all. Right. It's just me running my mouth saying fucked up shit. Because some people are like, wait, isn't that your wife who's standing right there? It's like, shut up, don't tell her. Right. Fucking so goddamn, you a lot of people are like, you should say that's your girlfriend. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I thought it was good, like, I, but for us, we're all, we like the dark humor. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it is here. Like, if you were to come here, if you came here six months ago, before this was a thing, and there was none of this here, like, we'd be having the same conversation, yep. minus trying to make it half as entertaining for whoever's going to fucking be dumb enough to listen to it tomorrow. Yeah. Or the days after. We're going to have the same fucking conversations. It's going to be far less tame, and it it's happens. going to get less and less tame. I mean, we're an hour and 20 minutes in almost already. I'm still hard. So we had to so, do our cut off, <laughs> I mean, cutoff, too. Yeah, in about 30 minutes, we'll probably, in, you know, I don't assume you have anywhere you got to be tonight. No. So, we, he's, we, the, he's the only one of us, of us, that has, like, a real job. Yep. So. I got to go pretend I give a shit in the morning. Yeah. But we also well, no, you have to go take try shit. To stick under the YouTube limit. Literally. Yeah. Or at least we, so that's why we, some of ours we do in two parts. Yeah, that's how Matt's was. Matt's was a two-part. Under two hours, so it can go to YouTube. And then we'll take a break, and then just roll right into the next section. The way this is rolling right now, we're kind of at a good enough spot to go ahead and chop this one out. Yeah, we can take a a break, and I can cut all this out, and then we can have a couple beers and just bullshit and just get shit rolling again.